This is Point of View with Chris Berg. Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope you had just a fantastic, fantastic Easter weekend. I've been having a lot of conversations with people as of late, and one of the main things that comes up is just the fear and trepidation about the future of our nation. So in the next segment, I'm going to give you some hope about the future of our great nation. Tonight that we kick off a new segment, we're calling it Small Town Spotlight. There's so many just incredible small towns in our community. So tonight we're going to focus on Jamestown and talk about some of the great things that are happening in that outstanding community. So earlier today, I spoke with the mayor and also the director of tourism in Jamestown. All right, join us now, mayor of the great city of Jamestown, Mayor Dwayne Heinrich, and also the director of Jamestown Tourism, Searle Sweetland. Both of you, thanks so much for joining us for the Small Town Spotlight. We really, really appreciate it. And Mayor, we'll start with you. If you just want to talk about, for people maybe that aren't that familiar with Jamestown, what sure. makes Jamestown such a special place? Well, first of all, uh, thank you very much for, for having us on this program today. Uh, but again, I think many of your viewers are going to know where Jamestown's at and, and know a little bit about Jamestown. But uh, I thought I would add just a little bit of history in uh, to start this out. And of course, Jamestown, like many North Dakota cities, was uh, started uh, by the railroad. Uh, and uh, the city was incorporated in 1883. Uh, uh, Jamestown, uh, the name of Jamestown uh, was given to our city by Thomas Rosser. Uh, Thomas Rosser was an engineer with the Northern Pacific Railway. Uh, prior to that, he, was, uh, uh, he had attended West Point, was the uh, classmate of George Armstrong Custer. Uh, Rosser left uh, uh, at the beginning of the Civil War, just slightly before graduation, to uh, return, and, uh, and he became a general eventually in the uh, Confederate Army. So Jamestown uh, uh, owes its name uh, to his hometown of Jamestown, Virginia, and uh, probably its existence uh, to, uh, to the Northern Pacific Railway. Uh, Jamestown uh, is the county seat of Stutzman County, which is the second largest uh, county in the state of North Dakota. Uh, it currently has a population, uh, county population of about 21,000. Uh, the largest population ever was uh, in 1930 with a county population of 26,100. Uh, at that time, the city of Jamestown had a population of 8,187 people. Uh, so at that time, about 40% of the people of Sussman County lived in, in the city of Jamestown. Uh, currently, uh, uh, with the current population, uh, the city uh, ha uh, has about 70% of the city's pop of the county's population. Uh, and then, of course, in the immediate area right around the city, there will probably be another 1,000 or 2,000 people. So Jamestown and Sussman County has experienced pretty much what a lot of uh, small town rural areas have experienced. Uh, in the past, and that is uh, the uh, increasing size of farms, and farms becoming larger, becoming larger, and the smaller towns uh, in the county becoming much, much smaller. Uh, now, Jamestown has always uh, been a city and a community uh, that has been truly that, a community, and uh, not one where people have a history of sitting back and not uh, taking charge and trying to change situations uh, for the better. I moved here about 40 years ago, and there would be very, very little that would be the same in Jamestown as it was when I, when I moved here. 
uh, there, there has been a tremendous change. And some of that change uh, goes back before, uh, before I moved here. Uh, and uh, one of the uh, a real icon of, of Jamestown is the late Harold Newman. And he uh, was uh, instrumental in, uh, uh, not the only person, but very instrumental in creating the world's largest buffalo here in Jamestown. And uh, of course, we could talk a lot more about Harold, and he has a lot of other influences here in Jamestown. But the, the people here recognized uh, that uh, times were changing. Uh, a number of different things uh, took place in 1970s. They had some urban renewal. They built the Civic Center. We have the only Civic Center uh, of its size of any community in North Dakota. Uh, also in the 90s, uh, uh, the uh, people in the community, the Chamber of Commerce spearheaded that, created uh, the Jamestown Stutzman Development Corporation. And the, uh, that is our economic development engine for both the city and the county. It's supported by a sales tax as well as a uh, mill levy on, on the county side. And uh, people realized at that time uh, that we do, did have to do a little bit more than just uh, wait around for something to happen. And uh, some people uh, probably think that that is uh, we're helping uh, people that don't need help or uh, uh, rewarding rather than incenting uh, all of those arguments. But of course, uh, uh, I'm sure that my German grandparents, uh, great grandparents would have not left Germany uh, if there wasn't free land and uh, as with a lot of other people. So uh, not we didn't uh, and we didn't invent the wheel. Also, uh, uh, off of the uh, uh, Buffalo, world's largest Buffalo um, idea back in the 60s, uh, Jamestown uh, then developed the Frontier Village, uh, which is now being operated under Searle's uh, very able direction. Uh, other people a little later on decided to, uh, to uh, uh, attract the National Buffalo Museum and went after the National Buffalo Museum and brought it here to Jamestown. And, uh, and I think with that, uh, I, I, I have, there's many other things that we can talk about and I do want to mention but uh, I, I think maybe with that uh, intro, if Cyril wanted to address a little bit of what's going on in those areas with the tourism and maybe touch a little bit briefly on uh, what everybody has heard a little bit about, and that would be the Buffalo City Park. Yeah, so I mean, with the summer coming up, if you don't mind, just kind of give us some highlights and hey, Chris, here's some great places that maybe people aren't aware of in Jamestown that they should be checking out if they're passing through town. Yeah, I think uh, we're all familiar with Jamestown in the context that uh, you drive by it. And, you know, in our office, we hear so often, well, I've driven by this place, but I've never stopped. Our office is located next to the world's largest buffalo, the Frontier Village and the National Buffalo Museum. You know, great places to come and stop and explore. But what we want people to understand is Jamestown, as much as you see it from the interstate, has more context and, and com uh, components to it than just uh, what, you, what you see at 80 miles an hour. Uh, you know, down in our downtown area, uh, we have developed a very vibrant art scene uh, where we, a few years ago, uh, with the establishment of the Hanson's Arts Park, uh, we feature uh, local artists and, and arts, art, artists, artisans uh, every Thursday night. Uh, our whole community comes down to that core area, listens to music, buys those local arts, uh, and really just sort of connects with one another. And this year, we're, ch we're kicking it off with a chalk fest uh, on June 24th. Uh, the other piece that I think is really interesting about our community that a lot of folks aren't aware of are our two reservoir spaces. We have these beautiful water recreation spaces just north of Jamestown. One's called the Jamestown Reservoir. The other one's called the Pipestem Lake. 
And both of those, uh, in addition to being water recreation sites, they both feature wonderful uh, trails specifically designed for mountain bikers. And I know that a lot of our communities throughout North Dakota have these mountain biking communities, uh, these folks who like to go out and try and, and check out these new spaces. Uh, and our community has got uh, over 35 miles of trails uh, in Jamestown. Guys, we got about two minutes left and we can always have you back. So there's a lot more to Jamestown, but mayor, if you want to maybe touch on, you know, the Ann Carlson Center or if there's other, some other economic development opportunities uh, in town, what would you like to focus on? Okay, uh, I want to. I do want to mention the uh, uh, the uh, University of Jamestown, uh, the uh, the Harold Newman Arena there, the basketball facility, as well as the new stadium that's under construction uh, at a cost of about eleven to twelve million dollars. That's a joint venture with the uh, with the Jamestown Public Schools, and they will share that facility. Uh, and Carlson Center, uh, I think many people know uh, about the Ann Carlson Center. Uh, and uh, the, the, it uh, was originally called the Crippled Children's School, named after Dr. Ann Carlson. Uh, they are in the process of, of a $41 million expansion project out wow. by, the, by the interstate. Uh, also, as far as our Two Rivers Activity Center, uh, that is a state-of-the-art facility of about, I believe, 144,000 square feet that was built. About, it was opened about three years ago. Uh, it was uh, initiated measure by the uh, uh, people here in Jamestown at a cost of $28 million. It's a fantastic uh, facility. Uh, the, uh, they're going to add a splash park this year at a cost of uh, about $3 million, which has all been raised by donations. Uh, the uh, university is a very vital part of the community, uh, as is, as, as Cyril mentioned, the arts park. We also have... Uh, uh, Collins Aerospace, uh, Cavendish Farms, uh, Champ Industries, AgriCover. Uh, we have a very large uh, manufacturing contingency here in Jamestown. And also at the uh, Spiritwood Energy Park, we have a natural gas-fired uh, electric generating plant. We have an ethanol plant. And we're hoping that in the very near future, we're going to have a 30-acre uh, greenhouse that was going to raise tomatoes for hauling uh, tomatoes out of British Columbia. Uh, and we're hoping that we're going to have uh, a soybean processing plant that will be open here <laughs> yes. in the very near, very near future. So uh, we could, uh, there's a lot of other uh, very exciting things going on in, in Jamestown. Uh, and we could, of course, spend uh, hours uh, talking about all of them, uh, including the Farmers Union, where we have the state headquarters of the Farmers Union. Uh, they're building a, uh, a, a summer camp here on, on the Jamestown Reservoir, uh, which will be bringing uh, kids from all over the state here. And I do want to j just mention one other thing, and you can cut out whatever you want, but I, I do want to mention that uh, uh, here we have the most iconic baseball stadium in North Dakota, Jack Brown Stadium. But there's a lot of history that goes with that, and a lot of, a lot of great baseball players uh, played in that ballpark. Uh, Darren Ersted uh, grew up about two blocks from there. And uh, the one uh, claim to fame uh, that we have that uh, that I think we can be proud of is that in the, back in the in 1930s and so when semi-pro ball was a big, big thing, uh, North Dakota was a hotbed for uh, Negro League players to come here and play baseball. And at this park, Satcher Page and 
all of, of people of his caliber played here. And uh, the 1933 Jamestown Red Sox uh, semi-pro team uh, was uh, was managed and uh, as a player manager by uh, a, a, a fellow by the name of Ted Radcliffe, Double Duty Radcliffe, and he uh, uh, he was the first ever black manager of an integrated baseball team in the United States or anywhere, and that was the 1933 Jamestown Red Sox. The Chicago White Sox. He lived to be 103 years old. Every summer, the, the uh, Chicago White Sox, he retired in Chicago. Uh, he was invited to the White House by three, three different presidents. And every summer, the, the White Sox uh, have Double Duty Classic. They hold a, a tournament called Double Duty Classic for inner city kids. So uh, we could go on and on and on, but uh, I will, I'll, 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 I'll stop here now because I think- I'm glad we do this because that's one of the beauties of this small town spotlight. I mean, you guys, like you mentioned, there's a ton of things going on in Jameson. I think most people aren't even aware of. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing with some of the highlights. And like I said, uh, we can always have you back. There's plenty of time to do that. So thanks for joining us today, gentlemen. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks Thank you so much, Rich. Thank you to Mayor Heinrich and Director Sweeland for joining us for that small town spotlight. We're going to be doing that probably once a week or so, just highlighting different great communities right here in our area. All right, stay with us when we come back. I'm going to share with you some hope, some hope, as many of us right now have the fear and trepidation about the future of our nation. We're going to talk about that and much more coming up right after this.